It's Jarvis Leatherby here from the heavy metal band Night Demon, and you're watching CMS TV. Joining us today is a legend, as you can see and well know. He is, uh, he's been rocking our worlds, I guess, for almost 40 years at this point, or probably longer than 40 years. And yeah. he's, he's, he's heavier than ever, which, and I don't mean that in the, in the way like I am. I mean it in the way like <laughs> I was standing up. Wait a second. I'm, you know. <laughs> Lighter in weight, heavier in music. He is the legend himself. He is D Snyder. D, how are you, man? You know what? I'm really doing great. Um, it's so awesome to finally be getting feedback from the record. You know, I've been explaining to people um, that, you know, when you start an album or any kind of creative project, it starts from inspiration. And you think you got a good idea and you're feeling really good about it. And then you get together with the guy, you start working and, wow, yeah, this is really great. And you just, man, this is killing, you know. And then somewhere, uh, it's just human nature. The exclamation points turn to question marks. Is this great? Is it killing? You know, like you start to doubt it, no matter how confident I'm a cocky guy, you know, but you can't, have, you're working in a bubble and you're not getting feedback. So finally to be getting, seeing, you know, uh, seeing reviews of the record, having singles come out and people responding on social media, hearing, getting feedback, it's been great. So it, it, it's been a, a really awesome time to okay. finally have the product out and people liking it. Sure. Now, as somebody that's been at this a hell of a long time, though, do you really do you really wonder if you've done something good? I mean, I, I think by now, you know, the good from the bad, don't you? Well, you know, you always say I never present something that I personally don't think is great. So but you can blow smoke up your own ass, so to speak. You know, I mean, it can be like like, you know, case in point. And I knew full well what I was doing. I did an album called Dito's Broadway. And I wanted to do Broadway show tunes, rocked out. And I wanted to do duets with like icons of Broadway. My manager said, who's going to buy this? I said, probably nobody. But uh, this, it was, I was doing it mainly for myself. You got to like it first. And, I, and, I, and it never was really made much noise. I didn't expect it to. It was like a personal project. But, you know, other times you're thinking, I th you know, like, okay. This, this, is, this is conversation, man. This is why we're here, right? Right. So this is why we're here. I, I thought that I was, we, I mentally said 2019, I'm done. Didn't make a big announcement. Too much flag waving for, we're retiring, you know. Right, so, right, right. You know, and, but I told my family, I told my band, I told my management, you know, I do other things and uh, creatively. And, 
I said, I said, I think I'm going to go out on a high note for the love of metal. It was a great statement. Good night. Drop the mic. But somewhere in the middle of COVID, the world shit in the beds, as I like to say, yeah. I just started to feel, and I had this feel like I had something to say. And all of a sudden, I, my, I, one day I said, man, I got to rock again. And then I laughed because if ever there was a D. Snyder song title, that was it right there, right. you know. And 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 then, but then I I wrote it down. And I looked at it. And I said, everybody must be feeling this now. Everybody, this we've been pent up, we've been locked up, we've been shut down. Who thought rock would be stopped? Mm -hmm. I said, I can't be the only person that has this feeling right now. And that started the idea. But I thought as I'm creating, I'm going. This is something people are feeling, and and I need to say it for those who cannot. Okay, so so then, really, you really thought that th is that why for the love of metal was so heavy was you were just kind of going out on a you know middle fingers in the air, blazing as hard as you could at that point. No, I, no, that wasn't the case at all. As a matter of fact, when Twisted retired, I thought I was done. Okay, and then I did, you know, I went and I did, um, I did uh, Rock of Ages on Broadway, and I had this inspiration to do this record, you know, uh, this show tunes record, and um, and I did it, and I said, okay, you know, I'm done, and then somebody said, well, you know, I think you could do a really great mainstream rock record. And basically, I the words I don't say I challenge you to me. It's like, oh, I can't. <laughs> what did you say? It challenged me. I'm an right. idiot for the words I challenge you. So I'm like, all right, let's try it. So went in there and did it, and I and I'm proud of it. But it, it didn't resonate. It didn't connect. And I went, all right, I'm done. Cut to 20, what 17? Mm -hmm. When I the Josta podcast, and Josta says I challenge you. I'm like, oh no, yes, <laughs> I accept because I didn't finish. I know I'm an idiot. I just accept any chance. I dare you. So I said, <laughs> so I said, he said, I challenge you to do a true metal record. I said, Jamie, I would love to. I love metal in all its forms. I've stayed connected to it from the beginning. I'm still connected to what's going on. I just don't know where I fit. I right. stopped recording. I, I stopped writing in, two, in 95 with Widowmaker because I didn't think I had a place anymore. He goes, I know where you fit in. I said, well, let's do it. And so that was really an experiment for me, really, you know, and I'm, I'm looking at the lead singer of Hatebreed, who never right. sang a melody, well, up to my knowledge at that time, in his life, you know, and I'm going, what is, gonna, I'm accepting this dare, but what is he going to do, turn me into, you know, Hatebreed 2? Right. And, uh, but Josh, that's not Josh's thing. He, he respects metal in all its forms. He respected what I did. And just felt that it had a place in what was going on. And as he said, we're losing so many great voices. We need yours. And um, I said, yeah. And now he said, I saw you live. He says, you're as powerful as ever. He said, that's what really motivated me. He said, listen to this guy just roaring on that stage. And while many of my peers are not sounding so good these days, as we have seen on YouTube videos, sadly. Um, so anyway, but that really, he said, so, I, I, I gave the trust fall. Um, the community turned out Mark Morton and Ollie from all the remains rest in peace. And, and, you know, and Howard Jones and, and um, Joel grind and Alyssa white. I mean, it was a crazy, this outpouring people I didn't think would care. Right. And, and then we made this record and it went to the top of the billboard charts. Number one on the metal charts. It was like, and I just said, wow, 
I've, I'm, you know, I'm, I've hit a, this amazing high note, mic, mic drop, right? And leave, you know. But um, then shit happened, and you know, and and I suddenly felt I needed to speak out, and uh, and I never used the same producer twice, and before Jamie Josta, didn't even think twice about that. I knew the minute I said I want to do another record, uh, hey Jamie, right? You know. I want to do a record, and we got the band back together, so to speak, and and uh, and we went for it. Sure, I, I, explain this part to me, D. Just because the, the the bio and stuff is a little unclear. You, you know, your your career has been D. Snyder leading whatever it was, whether it was Twisted or Widowmaker or Desperado or anything you've done has strange of hair, strange land. Yeah, uh, D. Snyder, this D. Snyder, that. Right. You know. But but these two records really are presented as almost a collaborative thing in some way between yourself and Jamie. Is that A, the way it is? And B, if it is, how long did it take you to get comfortable kind of letting somebody else maybe push the rudder a little bit sometimes? Well, there's, there's a couple of, yeah, there's a couple of things in there. One, you know, so when I accepted Jamie's challenge, um, I said to myself, well, if you're going to accept the challenge, you're going to have to tr do a trust fall here. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? I mean, the, the, idea, the thing was, he said, I can help you find that place. We got to let the guy do his thing. And and just as an aside, after the success of The Love of Metal, I said, dude, you should do this for more people. And he goes, D, I've tried. He goes, most people in your position can't control their own egos enough to allow me to help them. They start sort of, oh, oh, well, I do it this way, and I and this is what I like to do, and this is the way we do it when I was doing And he said, and all of a sudden, they're fighting me trying to bring them somewhere, and it's just turning into another one of their own records. So he says, so he says you're the first person that's ever just said, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to roll with this. And now, yes, I did, but the rolling only went as far as going into the studio for the first couple of songs. <laughs> and uh, And when I heard them, when I heard American Made, when I heard Running Mazes, and I was like, and I was like, oh damn, I get, I get this. And I and I was reading the words. Jamie said he read every word I ever wrote before trying to write a word for me. He and um, the other day he asked me about a, some obscure track. I go, how do you even know that track? He goes, I told you, I listened to everything you did. He didn't want to assume to write for D. Snyder. And when I read the words, I go, well shit, I could this. This could be me right here. This, you know, you know, bring uh, become the storm. Yeah, I, this is me. So we went in, and once I started recording the first couple of songs, and I remember the first song was American Made, and um, okay. I went in there and I'm like, yeah, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, yeah. And, and I was like, that, that was basically me just going this. This works, and and I didn't know that in the in the control room, Jamie and Nikki and Charlie Belmore were like, "Oh shit, it works!" It was like like the Frankenstein moment. It's alive, it's alive. But and then at that point, like I was like, "Okay, you know, he's not turning me into Hatebreed. He's right. he wants it. It's just D, it's D Snyder, you know, Mach Seven or whatever one what designation you want to give." And at that point, I really let him rolled with it. You know, not every song. There's a couple songs I didn't like, and we didn't do those. And then that led us to this album. And then now, having been in this skin and 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 seeing where I fit and understanding how it works, 
I said, Jamie, I want to be a part of this process now. And Jamie said, welcome. And I had worked, I'd written songs. Not in Twisted, I wrote everything. But in Widowmaker, Desperado, I co-wrote with people. So I was used to working with other writers. Uh, so I was comfortable with that already from that experience. So we, Charlie, me, Charlie Belmore, me, and, and Jamie did all the songwriting. Okay. Very cool. Now, now, Dee, you know, you're one of the things that you're you're doing with each record is you are challenging yourself to do heavier and heavier music, and and I'll point to "Time to Choose," which I'm sure is the one everybody's pointing to because, you know, of course, with with Corpse Grinder on on the song, but it take him out of the song, it's still a great song, but it's arguably the heavier song you've ever put your voice to. Yeah, that and the reckoning, I think, is another one. Um, yeah, some snarky uh, reviewer said, and he gave it a good review of the album, but he was like, you obviously see that Jamie just, uh, you know, influence, you know, whose idea was it to bring Corpse Grinder in? Prentice, Jamie Josta, right. and I said, "No, I'm screaming at this. I'm screaming at the review. No, idiot, that was my idea." And Josta was stunned. Josta thought when I said George Fisher, he said, "You talking about some like guy from the '80s or something?" I said, "No, Corpse Grinder." <laughs> like he couldn't imagine that these. And he calls me OGD. He goes, "OGD, you're always making it heavier," and and that's the truth. I'm the one who's always pushing to get harder and heavier. Jamie is the one holding me back and going, yeah. dude, you got to bridge. You got to be the bridge. You got to keep that one foot in where you're from and who you are. We don't want to lose that D Snyder voice. Don't want you to start singing like Corpse Grinder. And, uh, he says, and, and the other foot is in the now. He says, and he's always, I'm always, I'm the, the more gang vocals, more hardcore chants, more punches in the face. Right. And I'm the one that's doing it. OGD, OGD. But, uh, yeah, so, so that was my idea. Make a stand. It's it's so cool. I'm curious now for you, especially now now you have what 20 whatever songs that are in a much heavier direction. How do you look at your past music? Do do you do you still like listening to your past music or do you listen to something like Hot Love and you're like, "Oh my god, what was I thinking? I should have been doing this." Or or do you or are you able to compartmentalize it into that was that place in time, this is this place in time? The latter, 100%. I, first of all, I love all metal. 
Uh, and I'm OG, I'm really the OG guy. I mean, I had the first Sabbath album when it came out, first Zep album came out, first Grand Funk, first Blue Cheer. When they came out, I'm old, yes. I'm 66, six, the most metal of ages. Um, so, uh, so, but, you know, and it was hard rock then. And I was one of the champions of hard rock that became heavy metal. And, you know, so I, and I'm still engaged and I love the community and I love the bloodline and we're all part of it. So I love it all. When I joined Twisted Sister, they were a New York Dolls glitter band. They wanted to be like the New York Dolls, Alice Cooper, David Bowie, T-Rex. That's what they were doing. And I love that stuff. I thought that rocked. Alice Cooper, early Alice Cooper rocked. Sure. It was hard rock. And I joined a glitter band. Um, I embraced what they were about, but I also brought my love of metal and to, to, to bear. And, and as a songwriter, I tried to combine both of them. So, you, so we're not going to take it is Slade inspired, but listen to Burn in Hell and listen to Under the Blade and You Can't Stop Rock and Roll and Fire Still Burns. And there's no, you can see the metal in me. And those are songs I wrote as well. So, you know, I mean, hell, when we first started touring, we toured with Saxon and Metallica and, and, and fucking Maiden and right. Motorhead. Okay. So we were, we were, you know, and back then nobody blinked. Yeah. There was none of that stigma. We were just a weird metal band, you yeah. know, and there was no separate. You saw Motley touring with Ozzy and, you know, you saw all these bands, you know, and nobody, we, we toured with Maiden. Nobody said, what's that band doing here? That came later in the 80s when everybody started drawing lines and saying, that's not metal. This is metal, false metal, true metal, death metal, heart, pop metal, hair metal. Yeah. You know, I love it all. So I listen, I look back on stuff they did. I'm proud of everything I did. But in my heart of hearts, I'm an angry, aggressive motherfucker. I'm blessed. I'm lucky. But at the same time, I, I love aggression and intensity. And I've stayed in, in connected through my children who are all metalheads. God, they are so, especially my daughter. Her name, her name's Shy. It's the wrong name for her. She is so brutal. <laughs> Jamie, Jamie saw her playlist on my phone because she always gives me dad's hardcore playlist. And he was like, holy. He would look at these. She is like, she's scaring me with how heavy she's dark and metallic she is. And both albums, everything was run past Shy. Oh, Shy man. was the sounding board. Jamie would go, play it for Shy. What does Shy think? And I remember this is, you'll love this story, man. Um, people will love this story too. So the first album, and I'm still... I, like I said, I go to concerts with her. She's playing music, giving me this list. But I'm still learning and of some things. So I came back one day and he said, what did, she, what did Shai say? I said, she said it needs a dirty breakdown and she wants to hear the ting. And I didn't know what it, He goes, guys, we need a dirty breakdown. We got to hear the ting. Everybody's scrambling. And I'm going, what is that? And like, now I know what it is, you know. <laughs> that's when the pit opens up you right. know so now i know but but it, but shy was like so jamie's always what does shy say and then when shy said tell jamie i think this record's better than the last one he was like holy shit <laughs> shy approved shy approved well she's not wrong that's for sure she's definitely not wrong it's a great record yeah uh, looking, at, looking at your wall back there that's pretty much you know yeah. I mean, well, that's on the lighter side, some of that stuff for her. She's so heavy. <laughs> She's so nice. brutal. It's great. I love her. I love her. Nice. Well, I, I'm, I'm just going to make an assessment, and you tell me if tell me that I'm wrong if I'm wrong here. 
I I loved Widowmaker. Like to me, that's the very best stuff you ever did, and especially the second record. You know, Stand By for Pain. I loved, loved. Thank it. you, and I'm, I'm going to cut you off. Thank you, thank you, thank you. But I that that was I was really that really shows my true color, so to speak. We were getting heavier and heavier. I was getting heavier and heavier before that got shut down. That was a very heavy record. It is it? Is, and that's why that that kind of leads to my question. Let's just say for the sake of argument, you hadn't run into Jamie, you know, for whatever reason, your path didn't cross or for whatever reason, you didn't think that you would ever cross with the hate breed guy or whatever. Do you think if you would have just followed that progression, you would have found your way to what you're doing now, just because in your heart of hearts, you were always trying to take it to a, to a heavier level. Yeah. And, and, and again, I say, you know, with Twin Sister, I joined an existing band right. that had an existing, what's the word, mission? You know what I mean? And I was brought in not to, to make them something they weren't, but to make them a better version of what they were. You know what I mean? So, and I and I love what I did, but to left my own devices, you could see how I got get heavy and heavier because that's my true nature. And look, the guitar player in, in, in Widowmaker's Al Petrelli right. went on to play with Megadeth. I mean, you know, a great metal guitar player. Um, so yeah, you know, th th that was the end of my writing. And th and this, I don't pay attention to reviews, uh, especially negative ones. <laughs> but when they say something that you were starting to think yourself, it, it, that's when it, it resonates. And I did the second, you know, I really was happy with Stand By for Pain and the heaviness of it and where we were going. And the reviews came back and it was, and I saw some comments. Um, you know, one more thing was D. Snyder's trying to fit in with the contemporary scene, you know, and it was being interpreted as I wasn't being true. It was too close to, the 80s for people to accept me being right. something different than they knew me for. Someone and then someone else said, you you know, young people want their own bands, not their brothers or their uncles. Right. And and I kind of got and 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 I kind of got that. And I said, well, and I used to complain about bands that would never didn't know when to get off the stage. I hated the, the fact that Genesis turned into four bands made me insane. <laughs> I mean, so there's Genesis. Then we get to get Mike and the Mechanics, Genesis, Phil Collins, and uh, what was the other? Oh, and Peter Gabriel. Yeah. Like, oh, gee, there wasn't enough time being eaten up by this shitty band. We had to have four of them. So I'm not a fan. So I said, you know what? I get it. Time for me to go do other things. And I went into radio and television and movies and voiceover and a lot of different things. But as the years went by, and it was Jamie, thank God I met him, because I would not, you know, um, I would not have returned. And right. Jamie said, there's a place for you. And I said, I, I, w I love hearing that. Where? Because I don't see how I fit in. And Jamie said, let me show you. And uh, I owe him forever. I, I, you know, I talk to him all the time. And, and I'm glad that he's getting respect and appreciation, too. Guy is so talented. And people tend to just compartmentalize all of us. Oh, you're the hair metal guy. Right. Oh, you're the hard, you're the hardcore guy. And you know, yeah, we are. But that is, does that mean that's all we're capable of doing? You know, should we just we're stuck there? I can't do anything else. And this day, no matter what I do, people are stunned when I do something else. You know, mm -hmm. you can't go to Broadway. I went to Broadway. 
oh, yeah, well, you can't write a book. Well, I just wrote my first novel, and when it comes out and you see it, then you'll shut your fucking mouth. Uh, and, you know, you can't direct a movie. Well, I'm going to be directing a movie. When that comes out, you'll shut up on that, too. But right. everything, the doubt is just endless. Mm-hmm. Well, and and the sad the saddest thing about it is metalheads will be the first ones to complain that you're not cha- that you're making the same record over and over and over and over. And then when you do something different, they're like, "Well, you're selling out, man." You know? Selling out, or you're not being true to what you are. And that's yeah. people say, "Why didn't you do a new Twisted Sister record?" Well, a variety of reasons. Um, they were, they, I said, if you do something new. People give you shit for, for you know, not being Twisted Sister. Mm-hmm. And if you do something that sounds like you sounded, they go, yeah, well, they're doing the same old thing. Make <laughs> <laughs> up your mind. You know, and I knew that there was no way with Twisted Sister I could ever do something like For the Love of Metal or Leave a Scar. Sure. It's only because I separated from that by a few years that people said, all right, he's solo now, you know. And and even and they were still shocked, but at the same time, it never would have flown with Twisted Sister all of a sudden coming out and doing for the love of metal. I don't believe that could have flown. Sure. Now now D touring. Yes, no, gotta wait and see. You know, where where are you at with that? I think well, first of all, this year is a wash. I got a, you know, I've got um a, a live stream event thing going on. It's going on right now as we speak. It'll be running for a month at metaldepartment.tv. Right. Uh do a lot of a lot of new stuff and some twisted stuff. And by the way, you know, when you detune under the blade, can't stop rock and roll, burning hell, and you just add a little more in there with a Charlie Belmore and Taz on guitars. It fits in beautifully. It's amazing. People go, holy crap. And there's a little, I, I do uh, Ready to Fall from the second uh, Widowmaker record. Right. So it all actually, it's, it's funny. People are kind of shocked. You, you know, it, it, they said, wow, I really connected the dots. Playing the more metallic Twisted Sister stuff in a similar tuning to what's going on today with the same band. And I, I see how it all connects now. So uh, if you check that out, I'd love for you to all check that out. Um, and I got an odd show here and there this year, but I I, I, th- I think this year is kind of a wash again, it, it, you know, with COVID spike happening and the rules in one state different in another state. I don't want to deal with that shit. I will, 2022, I will be back out there, but I've already started booking uh, shows, festival shows and stuff for 2022. I very much want to be a part of the return. Right. When we come back as a community with this behind us, or at least dealing with it, whether it's, you know, that booster shots or whatever it is. But I think the whole, you know, social distance thing will be behind us. And I want to sing You Can't Stop Rock and Roll to metal audiences with a whole new meaning. Because I wrote that song when I was in my 20s. I was talking about, like, you know, teachers and you know parents and stuff. Right. Not COVID-19. Right. I didn't think there was actually something that would literally stop us in our tracks. Right. But it, it can't stop us forever. And we are going to return with a vengeance next year. And it's going to be so good to see to see everybody again, to be back as a community, as a family. You know, it's just going to be so good. No doubt. And, and dude, nothing will be cooler than seeing you bring that song with that with the intensity that you do at a huge crowd, like a Vakken type of a festival or something. And I know there will be I, people, there will be people openly weeping. I guarantee it. Oh, because yeah. the, for me, the words. I just take on a whole nother meaning that I never even realized. Again, I didn't think somebody would actually pull the plug. 
right. on, on what we do. Um, and you know, and it is, so it's got it's got new meaning in, to me, uh, and, and and I think that it's going to have new meaning to others when they hear those words. No question. Well, dude, um, it's always great to talk to you, D. Uh, the new album is called Leave a Scar. It is a heavy, heavy monster. It is out. Uh, well, by the time this hits, it'll be out because it's out yep. tomorrow. So tomorrow. Uh, it, it is out. I definitely encourage everybody to check it out. And D, where should we send people to keep up with you and get the record and all that stuff? Well, you know, dsnyder.com for all things D. Just remember my name, last name is it is an adjective. It's not a proper noun. I am snider than you are. Okay. So S N I D E R. Um, and you know, if you Google me, there's just a ridiculous amount of things that I'm involved in. Uh, but I can't stop, man. I can't stop. And I like a shark. I think if I stop swimming, I'll die. Uh, and also by the way, for your older listeners, yeah. if you're looking for the fountain of youth, don't get lighter with age, get heavier, get harder is it and and work with younger people they like a vampire i suck the life and energy out of them but i mean that's where true inspiration comes from use with some fresh blood fresh ideas fresh thought that's why things are working for me now because i've been open to to new ideas and not a closed-minded old dude uh, well in my day we used to oh, fuck you old man what <laughs> that shit so, <laughs> very nice all right d one more time the, na the name of the album leave a scar out now hey man thanks for having me on the show appreciate it